up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say he's cheating. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Trick or treat, it's Sounders Scuttlebutt, and the Sounders have just beaten FC Dallas last night. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm joined by your Alliance Council President, Gorilla FC President, and the Communications Director for the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. Happy Halloween! Playoffs, baby! Yeah, there was uh, some good uh, costumes last night at the uh, match. Uh, highlighted by Nicholas Biella, his daughter was dressed like Elsa. So, uh, shout out to Frozen and all the kids who seem to love it. I've never seen it. You never watched Frozen? No, the only snowman that I want to build song that I care about is from Cannibal the Musical by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Uh yeah, uh Gracie was a rainbow unicorn and it was going to be Elsa. So, mm. I'm glad uh she went with that and there wasn't a conflict uh between uh, Roma and and Gracie they would have thrown down. I know, I know. I asked Gracie if she wanted to be Anna, but she said no. Yeah, no one wants to be second. Yeah, and she made her dad be uh Whoever the dude is, when I thought he should have been Olaf. Oh, Prince Hans? I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Kristoff. Yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, I I thought Olaf is a snowman. Got it, got it. No one cares. Okay. (laughs) Sounders win 2 0 against FC Dallas. Um, You were at the match. Did you find your Gorilla FC sign? Oh, yes. The banner. Uh, You found it? I did uh, when it got taken down by the Seahawks or whomever, they put it with stuff and ECS thankfully grabbed it for us. So shout out to ECS for saving the day. Uh, Y'all rule. Supporting supporters. That's nice. And I'll cheers to that. I have one beer for tonight. Brought it from my my mom and her husband's house because I didn't have any at home. And I was like, shoot, shit. I'll just say it. We were recording and I want a beer because I can have one. I could have had one before when I was... Just coming out of COVID, but she probably shouldn't. Now I'm fully healthy. Let's go. It's a Sapporo, not my my first choice, but oh, it's it's a fine beer. I I think I would choose that before the ones you usually drink. Really? No, well, you're not. You know. I don't. I don't like IPAs. We have different tastes. Yeah, yeah, we have different tastes. I think IPAs are overrated, well, and people there's too many of them. It's like I thought session beers were going to take over, and they never did. They went back to IPAs again. I'm, I don't know. They make me comfy. Yeah. And it's not like I'm a snob about it. I had drink the same IPA pretty much every single time. True, true. Give me a sour and I'm happy. 
To each their own, to each their own. So let's get into some scuttlebutt. We uh, had something that I want to bring up in the last episode, but it was a pretty robust one. Um, So just a review on some Apple TV and actually Muffin Top Model in our Discord happened to mention that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it up. And then I think we should talk about some Messi winning Ballon d'Or and uh, some World Cup. Got announced the host city for 2034, or country, I should say. So let's start with uh, Apple TV. I'll read Muffin Top Model's uh, note here about that. I don't know if you... There's some stuff that preceded this, but it had to do with the Sounders in response to someone else in the Discord, and and I think we'll bring it up when we get into the the game here in a moment. But um, his opinion. The whole Apple TV thing makes me feel dirty. Like I was the one that had to club and clean the baby seals for the league. I hate how all we are is dollar signs now and numbers on some spreadsheet, in my humble opinion. Is there an explanation? No, actually. And uh, I was reading, you know, the what pre- preceded that had nothing to do with Apple TV. So um, I'm wondering what, what your opinion, uh, why you have that opinion, Muffin Top Model. Um, What's your opinion on Apple TV? I think what maybe he's trying to say is, you know, is the league going for just a money grab right now? Like the, the playoff as much format? money as possible. I mean, that's what I people think, are saying about the playoff format. Everyone's blaming Apple TV for the playoff format. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what he means. So it could be that. Um, I mean, I think all the people who have been whining about A, Apple TV, but B, more importantly, the playoff format. I've been proven wrong by this first round of games. It's been freaking amazing. Teams have gone all in. It's been a delight to watch. And so far, it's been the most exciting playoffs that we've had in quite some time. So um, Apple TV as a whole, um, I mean, the broadcast is consistent. The broadcast is higher quality. Uh, you know, they're they're installing new cameras around the league. It's going to be eventually available in 8k uh so what it, uh so it's it's pretty fantastic um you should get a new tv i bought mine right? in 2009 it's an led <laughs> samsung it's still a great tv but i really uh, need not 2009 you are you aren't you got no hdr you got no dolby um picture uh you probably don't have dolby atmos sound available man you're gaming on that you're not even getting no, I use my laptop. Okay. It's 4K. Okay. I was about to say the the refresh rate's going to be way too low on that. I mean, I play on my old TV uh sometimes, but that's my bedroom TV. So, but but more importantly, um I think the only my main complaint about Apple TV is well, there actually there's two. The 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 one complaint I have is the announcers are still not very good. Um I don't love that, but most importantly, they give you the option to watch the home or listen to the home announcers instead of their announcers. That doesn't make sense to me because most people, I wouldn't say most, a larger number of people who are a fan of a team are going to be at the home game than an away game. They should give us the option of the home announcers for away games, not home games. So that when I'm at home watching the game, or wherever, mm-hmm. on my phone or whatever, I can listen to Jackson Feltz on the call rather than having to only be able to do it when I'm at the game so I'm not utilizing it. I hear you. Um, 
how many ballpark price is right how many sounders fans watch a game live or not live in stadium not live in stadium i know we know that but i mean just like what's our fan base throw a number out there I, with Apple TV, I have no clue. I mean, obviously, a few are, a few million millions, yeah. But to me, okay. But then, but thirty four thousand are at the stadium, right? So, but then if you had an away game, that thirty four thousand goes down to like a hundred tops. So why not do it at the point where it's you know well, you're 30, at the match? I mean, enjoy the thirty three thousand nine hundred more people can enjoy it. Yeah, I guess I guess you can let that grind your gears a little bit. That doesn't bother me. I actually like. I haven't really considered the fact that whether it's the home and away, I would like both to just be available. Oh yeah, if we're gonna, um, if, they, if we can make them available, they should do it all the time. I just because I, yeah, I like listening to it. Um, right. Because yeah, the announcers aren't that great, but more importantly, I there's not. It's not that they're not great. There's just just with national broadcasts anyway. It's not as deep. Like you learn, you know, when they know your club, the conversation of the game is a little more, you know, it's deeper. As much as Um, I don't like Taylor Twellman in the past, since he's been freed from ESPN or wherever he was, uh, he's a little more complimentary of the Sounders. And so I kind of like him on our broadcast because he does bring a level of uh, deepness to the calls because he's so knowledgeable about the game that maybe some of these other guys are not. Um, But, you know, I love uh, Danny. Uh, whether it's Danny or Jackson, I love them on the call and would rather hear them uh, than any national announcer you write. But I just, since it's not, a, if they're only going to make it available, I think they should flip it. That's just, that's yeah, fair enough. And I, I think uh, you're right. I, I would say it's been, you know, they've been very consistent since day one. Um, I complained about like, the simplicity of the graphics, which now I think I am, come to like <laughs> there's just they're not throwing a bunch of crap at you you yeah. know it's you know it's just like this is how many subs are left this is this the color code of the stat they're showing is just directly related to the the team color which is one solid color it's just there's not it's not flashy and man it is such a huge difference now now it makes sense because i'm watching apple tv on my laptop because it's app i don't I, I, that's just where I watch it. So I'm watching it in 4K, high refresh rate, because I have a, a newer laptop. But when I watch the Seahawks and the Lakers on my TV, usually, now I'm wondering, like, man, it, it, it looks so much better because I just have a shitty TV. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I, and my, sure. So maybe I just need to go do that. Hey, Christmas, that's on my Christmas list, everyone. If you love the show, buy me a new TV. Um, Yeah, so I, I would say I it's a success this year. I liked it. Yeah, I think they need apprehensive at first. I think they um I don't like that it's only available for bars and stuff if they have the I can't remember if it's direct TV or dish. One of one of those is the only way they can get it now, uh which which is kind of annoying, but at least it is available. I think in a soccer city like Seattle, most places will probably do that, but uh you know, there's cities out there where that's not the case. Yeah. And maybe that'll change. Just they they are the first to go in this direction of all the major sports, right? To just be completely owned, not owned, but have the rights owned by one entity, and you have to pay to get in, or you're not watching it. And then they'll just sprinkle some free ones throughout the year, right? It but, kind of bums. Which me actually, out. there was a there was a lot of free ones. The Sounders, I think, were free probably like five or six times. Yeah. I feel like this season. 
it bums me out that the Pac-12 turned down the offer to join and, and stay intact. Um, I realized short term that maybe the money wasn't there, but uh, I think they could have figured it out because, God, I hate Big Ten football. That's my biggest takeaway from this year. I only watch Pac- Pac-12 football. Uh, I, I don't care about any other teams. Same with basketball. I don't care about any other teams. So I think I'm just not going to be watching non-Seattle sports moving forward. Yeah, like me. Well, I get I'm a Laker fan, so I guess that's not exactly yeah. like me. But you pick you pick the biggest enemy of Seattle possible. Uh, I've I've literally led a beat LA chant in multiple sports at stadiums. So, well, congratulations. Yeah, traitor. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I like purple and gold. I have my whole life since I started dribbling a basketball, mainly because of Kobe, but. Even after Kobe. Cool. Um, okay. And of, you know, maybe the fifth or sixth best Laker of all time. And that's not a bad, that means I have a pretty successful club, <laughs> right? A pretty successful team. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's still high praise. Man. <laughs> that, that there's like, uh, okay, we're not a basketball. We'll do it. Out no, we off, should, right? because I, uh, I, I, I watched the thing on Larry Bird and his trash talking today. And I was so impressed that now all I want to do is talk about Larry Bird. <laughs> and I, I generally hate Larry Bird. I, I generally do too. Um, okay, another some other scuttlebutt. I think that wraps it up. And, and Muffin Top Model, if you want to further what you mean or talk about it a little bit more, uh, obviously we have a Discord. So join us in the show description, everyone. That is where we're getting some scuttlebutt from our listeners. Yeah, I think it's the playoff format. I mean, all this past week, it was just people whining. Like, if it was just like people like eh, made about money, like I'm not complaining about Tim here, mm-hmm. but like every single post I saw on all of them was complaining about the format. And I was like, nope, it's going to be awesome. No one listened to me. And so, I mean, obviously, there's still one to two games to go in this round, uh, but I feel like it's going to be more of the same. Oh, is I think it's is it just Columbus and Atlanta? They're tomorrow at four thirty. That's not round two. No, it's not. They don't have a first round. So yeah, let's let me run well, through I'm actually the just, results. Yeah, I'm saying this round meaning the best of three. Oh, okay. But I actually think that there yeah. is one more game there left is of tomorrow. this round. Yeah, yeah. I've got a uh, I've got a message Garth and tell him. Get his team hyped up so they can come play us in the final. For real. So let me let me go through the. We didn't mention that, or I didn't mention that uh, to start the show of just the other results because typically we wouldn't do that during the regular season because who gives a shit uh, about every game in, in the league? But this is the playoffs. So we had Philadelphia against New England, three uh, one Philly. LAFC versus Vancouver it was a, their third match in a row. But LAFC stomped some five two. It was two two at one point. You we brought you brought that up to me before we started the show. Vancouver came back twice to tie it, and then LAFC ran away with it. Houston beats RSL two one. Cincinnati with a shutout against the New York Red Bulls three nil. SKC four. St. Louis City one. That is a, that's probably, is that their biggest jaw dropper for you? This There's also Orlando, Nashville, and of course our match. But is SKC the biggest surprise for you? I think so. They, it was a, um, SKC has been the hottest team 
in the game, probably. I, th- I thought Houston, but looking at the numbers, it's been SKC. So they've turned the, it really turned it around since Polito came back. So I, th- I think so, though. I especially where they finished, you didn't, you wouldn't expect them. But St. Louis has been struggling. Yeah, St. Louis. Uh, I don't. I want to. I wonder if we had something to do with that. You know, I mean, they're riding high all season. Um, yeah. We certainly went into that game at the end of the season to win. We needed the results, and we got it. And it was a business business like performance. I wonder. You know, that's something. I, wonder if, I would. I would like to think that we had something to do with it. Yeah, on the broadcast, not that I talked about that. How Seattle came in. There was another team that came in another one or two that came in the weeks leading up to that who did the same. So that they, they, they were talking about that on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard season, right? It's a long season. And when you're an expansion team playing that well, um, you know, a lot of those players are MLS players, but you've got a group of people together who've never done it together before. So it, it'll be interesting. You know, obviously they have two more games. They can come back. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, some more scuttlebutt. Let's talk about Messi. Mm-hmm. He got he gets his. It's a big deal to him when you're the player of the world. Um, this is eighth one. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They have. You I got, would have thought you got British people whining that it shows that the award is now not. If Messi's going to win it when he's in the MLS, clearly the award has lost its luster. I mean, he played in Europe. For most of this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he played six, and he still scored. Right? Yeah, didn't he play? Wasn't it like sixteen games, sixteen goals for PSG? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think a lot of the narrative around Messi is typically driven by people who prefer, who think Ronaldo's the greatest player, at least in the media and the fan base. Who's not playing in Europe? <laughs> no, and but they keep saying, "Well, clearly that league's better." I saw a a. Uh, what do you call it? Like a political cartoon, but instead of a political cartoon, it was about Messi and it showed like no one following Messi to the MLS, but it showed everyone following uh, Ronaldo to Saudi Arabia. And it's like, that's a stupid comparison. That's like, how come no one's following me to my job at McDonald's when this guy over here just got a job for a hundred million dollars to not work? Like, of course they're going to go there. They're getting paid a shit ton more to do the play against worse teams. I bet you we could beat. I bet you MLS teams could beat most teams there prior to the influx of stars. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, it would be harder now. A few of us could still actually, you know, probably put up a good fight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but how? I mean, to say that there is a Belanda or or Belanda or. Winner in MLS is pretty nuts. <laughs> like, we have more than the English Premier League has. More what? Ballon d'Or winners. Oh, uh, yeah. We have one. English Premier League has zero. Ever? Ever. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's more crazy or that there's one in MLS. I think Granted, it's just, like we basically bought bought it by, by getting right. him over here. It's it, it's it's not all of his performance, like we were just but saying still, here in MLS. It's just still funny. I mean, you think about it though. Consistently, the winners have been Messi or Ronaldo, with um, a few Bayern Munich players coming in here or there for the last twenty years. Um, Didn't Mbappe win it? Killing, probably. 
But Isn't that like four years ago? He's in Paris. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's other players, but as a whole, you know, there's. I don't think they're they're just not giving it. It's been so dominant by people that they're just not giving a chance. And especially, you know, you figure Mbappe will be winning it a lot moving forward. So you're not. I don't think you're going to see a Premier League player winning it anytime soon. It would take a player to be young enough to put up numbers and then just blow up and not be sold. And I think the game doesn't necessarily work that way anymore. Mm. Also, I'm not sure the English know how to play football anymore. They've never beat the U.S. in the World Cup. Is that true? Yeah. They've either tied or lost to us. Man. And they still didn't get the World Cup. (laughs) And Saudi Arabia did. (laughs) Because... I just actually got done watching uh, the Netflix show Uncovered, uh, FIFA, FIFA Uncovered. I watched part of it. Online. I don't think I finished it, but yeah. Uh, after I told you about it? No, I watched today. I watched it um, last January when I was in New Mexico. Okay, yeah. So I just the flight to Vegas is two and a, two two and a half hours, so I was able to watch two on the way down and two on the way back, which is four episodes, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I, I finished it. It's Doesn't weird matter. watching Infantini kind of infantino yeah infantino put like a happy face on corruption (laughs) yeah yeah no i saw the post on instagram i saw the instagram post on twitter um but yeah i mean at least you know there's you know the u.s canada mexico morocco spain portugal that'll be cool um before that, but still, it's like, and I think I read that they were the only bid. Is that, how can that happen, if that's true? Because they knew they weren't going to, other people knew they weren't going to win. I mean, you, in that documentary, so, they showed the process, right? And how how much corruption is involved with getting the boats out there mm-hmm. to steal it and all that kind of stuff. So I, I bet you there's a lot of money being handed around to prevent other possible teams from doing it. I mean, you knew that England or a team like that weren't going to get it because they weren't going to go back to a country like that. They weren't going to go back to Europe after being in so quickly after being in Portugal in Spain. Yeah. And it's, it's a bummer that shit just can't be legit and fair and fun. Like everything in this world has a, you know, a cult, like a perfume of, like of, of shit <laughs> all over it. Like no matter how great it looks on the outside, you just get close enough and you can smell it. And it's just like, oh, everything is just terrible. And it's, it's, it allows these countries and I guess the U S to an extent, but I think we are so much further ahead in terms of human rights when it comes to the soccer world. Um, we'll say to the soccer world, not necessarily everywhere. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, in soccer and, and, and what the league does and what they tolerate and don't tolerate and stuff like that, that uh, it's sports washing for these countries, right? They can come yeah. in and cover up uh, slavery yeah. and uh, mass deaths and building stadiums and, and stuff like that. And, you know, once it got to the game, we all kind of forgot about that because it, we, we are addicted to the sport. But it's – there's something about when you see how the sausage is made – it just makes you want to be a vegan. I was going to say, I hate that phrase. That and like 
was it there's more than one way to skin a cat or something uh-huh. like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into some sounders. What do you think? All right. You got any, got any more scuttlebutt you want to, anything you want to get off your chest? Because we have some Discord scuttlebutt about the sounders. Yeah. I certainly would love talking about them. Yeah, let's, you know, our last episode was super long. Let's um, let's go straight to sounders now. And so we'll, we'll, we'll make up for it deficit wise. I'm still at like over 20, 20 minutes before we get to half here, but you know, da 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 da. All right, Cameron. Initial takeaways from the match. 2 nothing. <clears throat> Solid win. Uh, right lineup. Uh, we have been proven yet again as the smartest people in Sounders podcasting. <laughs> uh, we have been calling for the uh, Nico super sub for quite some time, and you saw exactly why it works. You also saw that he's the slowest person on the field, which we already know that too. But it makes up for it because the other team is tired, and so he can fit that ball into tight little little holes and get it through a through ball straight to Nuhu that can then he can kick it over the top and get a Jordan Morris goal. So I think across the board, my biggest takeaway is that we are genius at soccer analysis. <laughs> here, here. Um, did you see, so yeah, he's definitely not the fastest, but he's still, uh, he has fresh legs, and he, did you see that little, it was maybe 30 seconds, where he just didn't stop running around in that, that bottom left corner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, which is great, actually, because the defense is like, you still have to, you have to consider him, right? Yeah. Um, and to be get a defensive line, likely no one there has been subbed in. Um, they st- they got tired legs, so no, that's yeah, why him, him stepping up with tired legs. It's like when we were doing it with uh, Dempsey, and it was just like you would see how he could eat people alive because he would be fresh, and that yeah. those fresh legs allow you to just you know get your engine started just a little bit faster, get a little bit quicker jump, and he mm-hmm. made. I wouldn't say it's as big of an impact as the last time he subbed on because we saw that last time where it was a huge impact, and then we scored. The goal that put us yeah. put us into the win, but but that you know we didn't quite need that right here. We needed to end the game. We needed to close it out. Yeah, I you know and keep possession. Right. I think for me though, they the it was a game we largely dominated. Uh, I think if the referee hadn't been calling fouls on us nonstop on the most ticky-tacky BS and then let the other side get away with murder. Uh, it was one of the... I mean, I can honestly say from top to bottom, other than the PK, which was the right call, which was shown to yeah. be the right call, which I don't know how anyone can look at it and think it's not the right call, except for the Dallas ref who was whining about it after the game, saying, well, no, we changed the rule at the coach's rules committee. And The Dallas ref? The Dallas, Dallas coach. The Dallas coach, sorry. Like, what a fucking whiner he's as bad as dallas fans come on they're just i didn't know dallas had fans oh yeah they have some they're probably cowboys fans too just awful people so um yeah i mean it it was ridiculous how does that not i mean the only question you can have is was that ball going out of bounds well if he didn't come in and 
knock over Christian, then no, it wouldn't have gone out of bounds. Like yeah. he stepped on um, his foot. So yeah, I so anyways, my point is the worst ref game I've seen from top to bottom. Not the most egregious calls. This isn't red wedding bad, but the worst game I've ref game I've ever seen in MLS. Really? Yeah. Wow. I ticky tacky BS calls that consistently went against the Sounders. Now, if you're calling ticky tacky calls against ball teams, fine, but he was calling fouls on us. Like there was a play where Roldan got shoved from behind and went face first into another player's knee and took him out, and they called a foul on Roldan Alex for that. You know, did you did you see that live or did you no, see it on? I, I did saw you watch it. it. I, I didn't see it live, but I, it was right in front of me, so I can only go with what I saw with my eyes. It was literally right in front of me. Good seats. When you yeah, saw it, yeah, I I saw. It. I didn't think it was an as egregious a push. Um, on Alex, oh, he, I think he realized he was going down, and I think he was making sure the play did not continue. And and there was that, I mean, that's what I think. That. Chu did yeah. that several times, which is why he never got a single call. Chu made a meal out of every time he was touched, and I think was probably the worst player on the field for the first time this year. He just, I know that's saying something because I think everyone played really really well, including Chu. Uh, yeah. But yeah, actually, um, but just a. To add to your comment about the fouls, 16 fouls committed by, air quotes, committed by the Sounders, 9 by FC Dallas. So, I you'd never really see it skewed. It's mostly the other team, because Seattle plays a pretty good, clean game. Yeah. They don't, I don't feel like we bring ourselves to that level, because we consider ourselves to be holistically a better team. We're playing our game, and we're going to move forward and get a victory. We don't need to play her Vermees soccer yeah or anything like that i'd be curious and, how many of those fouls came when nico came on though because he got crunched four or five times i feel like that's true he yeah it's probably does. more like something like you know 16 to 8 or 16 to 6 yeah you know, 7 or 6 without if you take the nico fouls away which yeah. are just him getting in front his I mean, typical uh, nico fashion which is great actually for end of game <laughs> as, a, as a super sub but even if that's the case like I, if you don't want to call a foul, don't call a foul. I don't know how that becomes a foul on Alex when he's going down and the other guy runs into where his head's going to be. For example, when Alex got hit in the face, I thought he made a little bit of a meal of it. I thought he he, he went down a little easy. But under those rules, we see that called all the time. They didn't even call a foul on uh, the other team. So consistently you'd see them not give us the foul, but give them the most ticky-tacky BS. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got the win. We got the win. We got the win. Um, JP was the player of the match. Yeah, uh, I'd have to say so. And uh, well, JP... he was named player of the match at the game too, which, which That's people good. were like, "Why? He didn't score a goal." And I was like, "He's he single handedly stopped the entire Dallas team. He ran that yeah, game." No. He was in Titanic when they cut to the engine room, and you see that guy in the white tank top. He's like the one that gets the call for full full steam ahead or something. Do you know what scene like that that shot I'm talking I've about? Never Titanic. Seen Titanic. Uh, the Titanic movie came out at a time when I was boycotting Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. What's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio wow. films. I did not like Leo until the Departed Wait, came out. You were boycotting Leonardo DiCaprio when he'd only been in like two TV shows, a commercial, and like a movie before this. Oh, he was in several movies. He ruined. Uh, who's the boss when he when he was the jump the shark character on who's the boss 
you know, like he was he was in uh, some artsy French type movie. Like he just was an annoying little brat yeah. in everything, and it took The Departed to make me care. Now I respect him now, but at the time, no, I've ne- I I have never seen Titanic, and the only time right. I've ever wanted to was when that uh, guy from who lived over in Broadmoor over here uh, killed all those people on the sub. Then I was like, maybe I should watch that movie. Everyone's talking about it. I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to move forward. Hey, dude, when the sub blew up underwater, imploded, with going to see the Titanic. Oh. That was a Seattle okay. dude. The guy who owned the company was from Seattle. Yeah, well, the company's in Everett, so when you said Broadmoor, I was like, He lived what? in Broadmoor, okay. right here in Seattle. He kept the sub in his driveway. In oh, Broadmoor. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, basically, they just cut to, like, the guy that leads the engine room. Okay. And he's like, we're steam ahead! Yeah, and yeah, yeah. everyone's like, oh, okay! And they're shoving shit in the boilers. Anyway. Uh, and then he, they he, He's all work. Yeah, JP's just all work. He... It's just... it's. I just love him so much, man. It is... It's, and to have Atencio growing up next to him. Yeah. Like... Atencio had a phenomenal game, and he—I uh, I don't think he uh, to his to his standard. He uh, he played one of his best games. I, I felt a like a few times where I felt like he was out of position and made some dumb plays. Uh, they didn't affect the game. I was surprised because it was un—it wasn't like him to do that. But maybe they I were thought, giving him more freedom than usual because they knew JP was back there to hold everything. Yeah, maybe. I I also saw. Um, Quick decisions, one touch pass, simple moving. Yeah, it was, and he didn't seem like he was a kid. Uh, yeah, I mean he's what twenty one now. I mean, but that's right. He's twenty. He's not. He's not a kid. He's I gotta give him starting, some credit. But that's still young. That's why he's starting over Obed. Is because yeah. Obed still has the body and physique of a kid. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, and if Obed gained about twenty pounds of muscle, he would be starting right now. He has more talent, but he's going to get bodied. And so that's the beauty of, especially in that position, yeah. right? You can be smaller up top, but yeah. not, not when we need you to own the help own them in field. Right. And, and to be under the tutelage of JP, you know, I'm just, uh, it, it was, we, that is what we needed to do. You know, it's own the midfield. They had their chances. FC Dallas had their chances and they should have scored, but Jesus Ferreira doesn't know how to win games for FC Dallas, apparently. Yeah, I don't I think there's he's a talented it's like one guy. win, 18 losses or something like that when he plays and doesn't score. It's like, yeah. you got to figure out how to get that ball in the net, buddy. I don't I don't know how to feel about Nuhu's performance because I think there was a few, especially offensive opportunities where he made some great plays, where he laid it off, where he didn't do his typical, I'm just going to boot it at the goal. His assist was great. Then he also I was had to say that was probably one of his best passes he's ever done. Is that assist? Yeah. Most of the time, that thing sails over the goal and goes off to the other sideline. But he also had plays where he would like he mm-hmm. he tried to cross it and it just sailed over everything. He had a play where he passed it back right to the middle of the box after running out of away from a tackle, and it was like, no, don't pass it across the box. What are you doing? Yeah. Or even at the end when people were cheering because he was outrunning the other team and doing fancy spin moves and stuff like that, he would do something boneheaded right after. So it was like mm. I, I was impressed with him, though, because he was making smarter choices than he usually does across the board. He just still has those boneheaded plays where I think uh, bringing RBW on late, had he been healthy, would have allowed for that. 
Yeah, I think obviously with the assist, statistically he had a good game. Um, but I actually think he had. I think it's just the way he his style of play that when there is a mistake, it is very glaring because yeah. he does some some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Um. But overall, I think when it averages out, he is a well above average left back, and he is nearly impossible to beat one on one. Yeah. No one. He's not like six three. He's like five ten, five eleven. But he plays like he's six three. He you can't get around him. You can't push him over. Um, he just does some weird shit sometimes with the ball and his arms. Yeah, and his, his arms. <laughs> he is. He looks. He looks like a muppet. I'm, um, I'm curious about what you thought about the 18 because they chose to put uh, not have Suzuko in the 18 who A.B. Sissoko is the best penalty taker on the team. He lets Freddie do it. Uh, we asked mm-hmm. him about it actually one game. I think we talked about it on the show, and he's like, well, you have to let the master shoot if he wants to because Freddie is unstoppable in mm-hmm. PKs. But he's, I think, actually the best penalty taker on the it's team. It's probably because we didn't have Reed Baker Whiting, so Rothrock had to – wasn't he – isn't he kind of like our – Rowan Rothrock, our – Backup, but Rothrock's more of an attacking wing than a defensive wing. So we thought about Reed Baker wing, but it could be also just well. There's there's also Cody Baker who have it's like Cody Baker, Paul Rothrock are like the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've seen more out of Cody Baker. He, he was he was consistently solid. He didn't. Uh, he's not just a dude. I remember when he came up, I was like, oh, he's just a dude. No, he he showed that he belongs there, but he yeah, he's not. I just can't. It. It's hard for me to differentiate who they were. If they walked next to each other down the street, I'd be like, I would. You'd know the difference. Yeah. Right? That's Paul Baker. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, some of our listeners are gonna be yeah, mad when you're you're not praising Rothrock. I just uh, they love him. I just don't know because uh, we had enough offensive depth there that I feel like having Suzuko to come on for penalties was smarter than having Rothrock. That's all. Well, we ha- all we had on for defensive subs were um, Xavier Ariaga. Yeah. Uh, you weren't listening to the game, but that's what I they were calling him. Calling him? Yeah, Good Xavier. Xavier. Like, <laughs> uh, Rowe, Ro, technically, and, yeah. and Rothrock, which so I, isn't, like you're saying, he's not, right he's there. a forward yeah. player. So yeah, they only had two, but that's that's because of RBW's injury. His position literally is forward. I should stop talking. Yeah. Well, he's been playing, he's <laughs> the been best sounders. He's been playing analysis. on the wing. He's been playing on the wing at at Tacoma, but still, he's he's a forward pushing wing. He's not a he's not a defensive wing. So he's not gonna he's not gonna come in for a new who or a uh, Alex. Yes, yeah, so it is pretty interesting. We basically we had Montero, Rui Diaz, and Hebert on the bench. Montero, Rui Diaz, are... Hebert, Rothrock, all all strikers basically. Although Montero yeah. plays more center attacking mid, thankfully. But I don't really know what Freddie plays anymore. Love you, Freddie, but I mean he doesn't play. I love Freddie mm. too, but he's. I think he is. He's there to come in if we need him, and but he doesn't. He's not a striker. He he'll sit, uh, yeah. he, like Dempsey used to. He'll sit on the shoulder of Oba and be ready to shoot when the ball comes his way. Yeah, target forward, turn around. He's just not tall. Yeah, false nine ish. Yeah, exactly. Come around. That's what, <laughs> false nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know why AB wouldn't be in there for the. 
to have that extra just defensive depth because he he's athletic enough. If we were to find, you could put him, you know, at the left. My guess is you're right so, though. It's because they thought Rothrock Rothrock could be used on the wing if they needed it. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, overall, I mean, I we played our our game, man. We played our game, and uh, I will read some Discord that we got um, regarding our game. From the Candy Golem. Nine undefeated to finish the season, and last night's performance was pretty dominant. That said, I don't feel the swagger. Is it just me? I mean, ten on the trot is fantastic. By the way, is that a thing? Is that a saying? Ten on a trot? New to me, but... Or on a trot? All right, the Candy Golem. I'm, I'm using sure it. it. I love it. Ten on the trot is fantastic this time of year, but I just don't trust it. How about you? Uh, I trust it. I don't think this is a swaggy team. Uh, I think the most swag we have is Leo Chu. Yeah, and I don't think we... You know, Flair. I don't think we've earned the ability to be swaggy, to be honest. Yeah, we're undefeated in 10, but we're not blowing teams out. We're not... We're, it's fifty percent win rate out of those ten undefeated. We've that's right. our fifth win at now. 10. Yeah, after the last two wins, but I don't think this is this is a very Seattle type team. Very, um, I'll say pre twenty thirteen Seattle type team. Working class, blue collar, put your nose to the grindstone, get the work done. You know, celebrate after you score, and then get back to work. Mm-hmm. Joe Jarzinka. Right. Joe Jarzinka. I don't know. He might have been before your time as a Husky fan, but Joe Jarzinka, who just recently passed away to RIP, uh, just the, what he went out and did for the Huskies on kick returns. Uh, you know, he, he, he's that type. They're, they're full of that type of players. And, and I think they know, like they they're also older, right? They, they are an older roster who, who's been here before and knows there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think between Leo Chu and, and, Albert, it's probably our, our most flair. I mean, Christian Roldan is the epitome of hardworking. <laughs> you know, like he, I still don't know how he he is capable of getting, not like underneath, but his center of balance on other players. Like he's impossible to move over. He gets it in the right spot, wins every single ball. The way he positions his body is just so like he's a, literally a step ahead of every player in that. It's he does a phenomenal job. I've never really seen a player do what he's capable of doing, getting in the right position to win a ball and keep possession of a ball. It's fantastic, but it's not. It's he's not a flair guy. We just don't have that. And our style of play is it's possession. It's grind you down and get a shot off, which we're doing now. We're getting the shots off in the past 10 matches that we weren't doing consistently the first outside of, you know, during our dark period this year. We've mentioned it a thousand yeah. times. Do, do you, you, so ready? I, you ready for this? 10 on the trot. 10. Is it a thing? Yeah. 10 number of games we played in a row. On the trot mm-hmm. means like in a row. So it means you've done this thing Ten times in a row, like we've gone ten times without undefeated. So it's a British a Britishism that means one after another. Love it. I mean, I presumed that by the context of the sentence, but I, I oh, I didn't realize I didn't realize ten was modifying on the trot. I thought that it was ten on the trot was like 
the phrase. So no, it's that we've played 10 games in a row and on the trot means we haven't lost in those 10. So that's cool. Nice. I like love it. it. I'm into it. Give us those. Thanks British, Candy Gollum. Those British slang. You know, I'm, I always, I got a friend who's from New Zealand and I'm always, he's, he'll say stuff and I'll be like, I'd like to implement that into my lexicon. I think I want to say that. And then I never do. Oh yeah. And then we learned about stubby holders. I'm drinking yeah. my beer with my stubby holder. Yeah. Uh, we know about your little stubby. Inappropriate. <laughs> Listen episode. Um. Anyway, yeah. I I think that you're right. This and this is just not that kind of that team. We are kind of a pre to pre Dempsey a Sounders team. I think if we had a hardworking, and I think it would be different. Which we do. He's just aged out of being able to start. Yeah. He's he's, he's too old. He's, he's, he's not that old. He's just I think injured. Hurt. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I'd, like next year, I think. He'll be playing for a contract, and he'll be on fire. Rui Diaz? Yeah. And then that's an off-season conversation. Okay. Um, but, yeah. And I think that is probably the best style to be playing in this league, in this format, in the playoffs. Yeah. Because Control you, game. Uh, it's not a one-game thing. At least in this you round. You keep going. Like, yeah. You could win this game 20 to nothing, and it doesn't mean anything because you still have to win another game. Exactly. And I knew that, like, going in, the aggregate doesn't exist in the first round, or just at all for the playoffs. But it didn't really, like, hit me. Does that seem weird? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not used to watching, a like, a playoff soccer game and not having more goals matter. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, two goals. Let's, let's just ride this out. Here was my concern was, remember, I don't, I don't know if you remember my... Uh, score prediction but i said it was going to go to penalties and that we were going to be up one nothing at halftime and then give up a goal in the second half for the where they pull it even so i sat there the whole time happened yeah i sat there and and i i don't know how they didn't score a couple of those like one was an amazing fry save the other was the dude just booted it over the top of the goal yeah Uh, i mean if if both teams have scored the goal opportunities they've had i don't care what the expected goal was it could have been eight to one Sounders at halftime, just based on the opportunities that we pulled up. So I, th- we, we, I think we legitimately had the ball for the first ten minutes. Like I don't think, yeah. other than a touch, they had the ball. Yeah, we we dominated that, and now we are eighteen games unbeaten against Dallas and Seattle. So that's uh, that's pretty pretty awesome. But I, that's nuts. That whole second half, I was worried because even when we were controlling possession, they would have breakaways. And it only takes one. That's all I could think about. It takes one mistake to blow it. And because we've seen, unfortunately, our defense do that. And thankfully, it's been on rare occasions. But we've mm-hmm. seen Yamar, We've seen Nuhu. We've seen Alex. Uh, and I'm sure we've seen Reagan. Uh, I just can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, make boneheaded mistakes that lead directly to a goal. So I was consistently worried. Like, one is not enough here. Because they, they still have hope. So once yeah. we got the second, I felt comfortable. Now, if they had scored a goal, isn't a two-goal lead the most dangerous <laughs> score yeah. in sports? Because all of a sudden they have the momentum. Overuse idioms. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I once we got the second goal, I was confident. Okay, we got this. Like, the way that we're playing, the way that they're playing, we're not we're not going to allow him to. But I there I, there was concern from my part up until then because we were not – It was it felt other than a penalty – it felt like all those games where we were the far better team and we couldn't score a goal. 
I was I was starting to I was I was confident that we were going to get the the result um the win the way the way we were playing but I was concerned that if they scored it would have been our fault you know yeah. if, if FC if Dallas scored it would have been our fault because that seemed to be the goals we've given up this year a very good defense now 15 clean sheets uh but 14 for the season right so yeah. Like the goals we gave in are our gaffes, our brain farts. And cool. I mean, yes, there's a few that other teams have done some great things. I mean, shit happens, but it brought me up. we just, are a good defensive team. Yeah. And you brought me by saying that into something I didn't think about last week when we talked about Fry not being up for the award. If the reason why Fry isn't for goalie of the year is because our defense is so good, then you aim our better win because that's the only way you can justify We met, We said that. But we. We said the defense. We part. said that Yamar better win. I think Nick might have said oh, we it. did, but we didn't give that, that reasoning why. For me, that, that if you're not going to have Fry there, Yamar has to win. There's no logical reason to have it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Muffin Top Model also has replied to actually that sentiment from the Candy Golem. Um, the 2023 season hasn't been glitz and glam. It's been start stop. Adding the injuries and the possible end of a Nico Raul era. This just seems like a win-one for the Gipper. That brings a, a good question up. Um, uh, leaving the Gipper aside, since Ronald Reagan played him in the movie. Uh, what did you think of... Oh, you were on TV, so maybe you don't know this. Uh, maybe it was not brought through how it could. Was there any talk of the fan reception of Nico? No. But generally, I mean, I'm watch not watching live because for whatever reason. So I usually skip through, and there's like 30 minutes of just the nothing screen with yeah. like the slow MLS music or whatever, and then it cuts into pre-match stuff, and I'm skipping through until pretty much kickoff. So no, he, he subbed in late, right? What happened so when he subbed on the? Crowd. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were talking about like coming onto the field. Oh no! I mean, he didn't come on though. like to start like like warm ups and stuff oh, like no, that. No, no, like, no. When, when he came on the field, when he was subbed on, like obviously the crowd. No, I didn't notice uh, anything. Uh, his son hung out with ECS in the um, uh-huh. uh, well there in front of it, so he wasn't like up with the crazy fans, but right with them, with like with the capos. And he came over yeah. and grabbed him afterwards and grabbed a sign someone made for him and signed autographs, and everyone chanted for him. And you know, he's. He's a little bit different, Nico, than I saw leading up to that final regular season game where he seemed a little more pensive. You know, I saw him after the game one time and he was just kind of bum out looking. And and yeah. uh, he, like, I think he's relishing, like, I'm not, you know, this, I'm, I love Seattle. Enjoy Anthem, the they moment. Love me. He's enjoying the moment and it's really cool. That's good. Yeah, and I'm bummed I, you know, couldn't be there to be, I'm when I'm going to, I'm kind of rooting for Dallas win here in the next one. And maybe we should start talking about that next one real quick as we get to about an hour. Um, selfishly, my birthday is November 9th. So if we were to go to game three, it'd be November 10th. I haven't been to a game in like a month and a half, two months, maybe um, for various reasons. But this last one was just like a, a day removed from like being clear from COVID. Let's just play it safe. So, I kind of hope Dallas wins this next match. Now, we are going to be in Dallas. 
I obviously I don't wish that the weed. I want just just beat it, beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them. But I have a glimmer. If if we lose this match, then I get to go to a birthday match. But what do you think is going to happen in this next match? Dallas is a decent team. They are in the playoffs. They were unbeaten. They they don't seem to have it figured out, but they have dangerous players. Speaking of Jesus Ferreira, really, but uh, and you you'd think Paul Ariola would be dangerous, but he spent the entire match faking an injury. Uh, that dude, yeah. you know, I mean, he, and he, and he is a good he is a good player, but yeah, he. I don't know if it was more the match because the ref was allowing shit, you know, or if that's just his style. I don't think of Paul Ariola to be that annoying of a player. I don't, but it but was that, in the stadium. I could not believe it was so ridiculous. It was yeah, but but I mean, looking at their home performance, tied Dow or tied Colorado at home, tied one one, tied San Jose at home one one, uh, tied yeah, Columbus yeah. at home one one, tied Seattle at home one one, tied Atlanta at home two two. Uh, beat Austin, but Austin got a late red card and the goal was in after the 90th minute. Um, tied in the Leagues Cup, tied Inter-Miami at home 4-4. Uh, they did beat Nakaha, Nakaxa, I don't know how to say it, at home. Tied uh, Charlotte 2-2. Uh, <laughs> and then lost to DC United. So, in league play... Uh, they're kind of all over the place. They Well, they're all ties. Everyone's tied except for uh, July 4th. They lost to UC United at home. So they're not a team that's winning at home. They, their two wins at home since July have been against a team from Mexico and against wow. a uh, um, Austin, which should have been a loss. I mean, it should have been a tie, but Austin got a red card in like the 88th minute or something like that and then gave up a goal to lose. So did you say two wins since July and at home? At home. Yeah. Wow. And July is four months ago. Yeah. And and and, <laughs> and neither I mean one of them obviously didn't matter, and the other one was a match where Austin lost it more than Dallas won it. So I yeah. I uh how many losses? None. All ties. They, tie they haven't lost it. a game at home since July. That for, for 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 like four months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to penalties then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think it's likely that it could. Uh we are I mean we tied we tied there one one. I that was long enough ago that I don't uh we also tied here one one. That's interesting. Uh I don't Yeah, they did that's right. They said we that both our ma- matchups were one one. That, that was that game that we dominated like we had there was a five minute stretch where we had possession for four minutes and ninety four seconds, and then we ended up giving up a goal. What basically my worry that what what would happen did happen in that game, which probably pushed that. But in in our game there, they scored in the 14th minute, and then Alex scored in the 57th minute. Uh, possession was roughly equal. Uh, we had nine shots with three on target. They had seven with two. So uh, when was that? This was on September 16th. All right, that wasn't that long ago. So um, six weeks ago, we were just I think coming into the form and style that we're seeing right now. Yeah, um, we're the better team. We we well, we are the better team. I we're definitely I, the better team. I was not yeah. impressed. To me, Dallas is a bunch of scrubs. There were if we lose this series, something has gone very wrong. We I'd have to agree with that. We 
could have played them off the field if we could finish our chances. Like it could have been four or five, nothing. It mm-hmm. just, they don't even belong in the same field as us. That That's what's frustrating to me about only a two, nothing win. Now, that being said, I think we don't have to be conservative because it's not aggregate. So we can go out there and play our game and try to win. And I think that's good. Whereas in September, we were just trying to get, you know, a point. We were vent a free fall at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was not a great time for us. We we were trying to figure it out. So I think there is a chance we come out ahead, but we're just going to have to put in the work and and maybe finish some of those shots. Um, well, we do have the like, we have the freedom to play to win because if if we fall on our face, we get to come home. Yeah, and win it. Right. So uh, there there should be some more freedom. Um, and maybe a little bit more, uh, not flair, but what was candy swagger. Maybe let's go out there with a little bit of swagger. We, we, we just beat them to, to nothing. Let's go out there. Let's try some shit. Let me see yeah. a Rabona. Just have some fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want to say a Leo, Leo Chu, Jordan Morris barrage for nothing. I, uh, let's, let's oh. harken back to, to, to March. That'd be great. I would love that. I, you know, I, I think I see a two-one win for us there. Um, I wonder uh, if they'll have fans because uh, I'd have to look at what happens here. But um, are you watching World Series games or do you care? I'm not watching, but I'm following. So I can we can oh, talk about it without ruining it for you. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, so Dallas fans obviously are engrossed in the Texas Rangers at the moment, who won 11-7 today, who are now 10-0 on the road, becoming the first team ever to win 10 consecutive playoff matches uh, on the road in in American sport, which is truly wild, uh, who now lead the Series 3-1. So unless Arizona uh, wins these next two, I don't know the schedule, but they might fall on the same night. So they could be a super flat crowd if uh Saturday the fourth is our game. Yeah. At six PM. So uh if there was three more games in that series, I wonder where it would fall. I don't I don't know the the actual schedules, so mm. World Series game seven. Could be interesting. Oh yeah. And you don't have the crowd there. But we did see, we saw the Huskies struggle at Stanford because there was no fans. When it's just flat, it's hard to get up for a game, even as an opposing team. Yeah, but it's not like I don't. It's not like Toyota Park is a. <laughs> are you used to having twenty thousand fans there? No, it's what eleven. Yes, fourteen thousand. Like if it goes to game, if that if it goes to game seven, it's it's. Uh, it's on Saturday. No shit. At at be at the, three, prob- hour before, probably in, around the same time in Texas too, in in uh, Arlington. So yeah, it would start an hour earlier. Uh, but the World Series game, World would? Series game, but it would be going up against the yeah. So that means it's the entire soccer game. Yeah, because the World Series with commercial like three four hours. The, the, they take a, I wouldn't say four hours. An actual, the games are now are two to two and a, two and a half hours. I wonder, but because it's probably three, three and a half. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, so yeah, there'll there'll be no one there. <laughs> no one. And a game it. like today, where it's eleven to seven, is going to run that time up too. So yeah, it, it 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 could be very interesting. Of course, the Diamondbacks have to win two in a row, including one in Texas. So we'll see what happens. So not not that I think we'll need that kind of assistance, but let's let's root for Arizona to bring it to Game Seven. Plus, Arizona just they got Paul put Seawald. Dallas in the worst position. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Seawald, you're right. Yeah, Paul Seawald, and they got that uh, Carroll, what's his name? The kid, Corbin Carroll or something like that? Corbin Carroll, yeah, local kid. Local kid who who played here from the Home Run Derby. So. He played, I think he went to Franklin? Oh, really? From like North, I think he's North Seattle, yeah. That's, uh, that's center Seattle. Well, <laughs> uh, he, he did uh, go to, oh, I don't know. It's not coming up, but he is, he's only 23. Dang. Lakewood. Lakeside. Sorry. Lakewood or Lakeside? Lakeside. Lakeside. So that's uh, the preppy kids in, in North Seattle. Yeah, like yeah who, Northwest Seattle, where we used to say if the uh, wind blew wrong, they would cancel school for snow. It blew their hair out of place. Oh, no. 23rd best private school in the United States. Jesus. <laughs> when we beat them in girls uh, in, in districts, I think that might have been in to win the Metro Championship in girls basketball. I remember we drove around the parking lot, blaring "We are the champions" <laughs> out the window, and they were so mad. It's located just off of I five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people that went there. You know who else went there when it was a boarding school was Batman, aka Adam West. No shit. Yeah. And uh, Paul Allen went there. Well, this is why you listen, folks. The anecdotes keep flowing. Yeah. All right. So you say 2-1. I'm I'm hoping for a 4 nothing, but I, I think it, it'll be something close to that. I think we win, though. Um, more close to your prediction. I, I think they're going to score. Dallas, that is, because... We seem to have a moment or two every single match that is a brain fart, and yeah. I think they'll capitalize on it. But I think we're too good. Or I think we're too good to lose a match against Dallas. Real quick. And then we'll quick. see probably LAFC up next next round, right? I think so. Oh, I want to take a yeah. back, though. Uh, Bill Gates went there, too. That's where they met. I sh- uh, if I don't say that, someone's going to get in our comments and get in our face. That's where Paul Allen and Bill Gates met. They basically started forming Microsoft in the computer club at Lakeside. Anyway, probably going to form uh, play LAFC next. I think I agree. Uh, I think it would be far more fascinating if Vancouver comes back and we get to play Vancouver and we have a Cascadia matchup. Uh, Yeah, and 5-2 means nothing, right? right. It's just a win at LA. It's 1-0. Head back up up to Canada where they will be allowed to have Canadian flags. Um, LAFC decided to misinterpret the latest rule from the MLS and not allow where you're not allowed to bring in country flags. The idea being they don't want the Israel Palestine conflict to play out in the stands. Oh, so they just made they, a general a general ban. But they know that you're allowed to bring in flags associated your with your country. Game. So the country of your team, any players on your team, they wouldn't let them bring in the Canadian flag. And there's probably a Canadian flag in their stadium. Definitely a Canadian flag in their stadium. Because there's a Canadian flag in every sports stadium right. in where the U.S. A, yeah, where there's a Canadian team in the league. And they probably yeah. sang the Canadian national anthem at the game, yet would not let them bring in the Canadian flag. 
just absolute ridiculousness. The way teams are interpreting stuff um, is is they're just not. There's just not logic. There's, just, there's not logic. Uh, yeah. No. But I mean, I guess having to deal with security at Sounders matches and tell them how to do their job on a, a regular basis, being more knowledgeable than them on the code of conduct, since I helped write it. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't surprise me that it was probably some security chud. I mean, uh, I, I I don't. <laughs> the reason I think they're security chuds is because they often want to be police and, and whatnot. You know, this will get me there. Like, no, it's they're on a power Power's. trip. They're on a power trip. So yeah, uh, big take well, the match. I think we're on the right path, and we're going to keep going. I think uh, next round scares me, whoever, whomever we play, but we have the capacity to do it. No, let's not think that far ahead. Even though I brought it up, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one one game at a time. We should beat these chuds, these FC Dallas chuds, <laughs> these steers. Have you uh, and, uh, have you watched yeah. the movie Chuds recently? I didn't. I'd never heard of that word. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's like a uh, like a boneheaded bro. Like you're just uh, you know, like a guy yeah, who just I like it. It's, it sounds like it's one of those words. What's the word? What's that word for? When a, a word sounds like what it is? Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Whatever. There is a word. There's a word for that. I know there is, but yeah, that chud totally sounds like that. Yeah. It's not, not a Chad, a chud. Yeah. No, and and it, uh, you know, it it comes close from, relative. It comes from the movie where it's cannibalistic humanoid. I forget the UD underground dweller uh, in the original film, which is a straight horror film, and then. The second one is a comedy and is absolutely ridiculous and terrible, but it's super fun. And so my guess is calling mm. people chuds comes from that one rather than the first one, but it's, it's pretty fantastic. It is indeed. And so is this episode. And I think we should wrap it up. Where can they find you on internet? You can find me celebrating Halloween every day of the year, not just in Halloween. Uh, I'm thankful Christmas music doesn't start until tomorrow. Uh, probably when you're hearing this, you'll be hearing Christmas music because for some reason we can't wait till Thanksgiving, but I celebrate Halloween every day of the year on Twitter slash X at legal minded punk on Instagram at legal minded punk. And then sometimes on the Sounders underscore scuttlebutt Instagram account. How about you, Aaron? You'll find me on Twitter X at Aaron Lingley, A-A-R-O-N-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. And you're right, driving back from trick-or-treating with my daughter and my wife, coming up our street, there's a big-ass inflatable Santa with icicle lights hanging from a house, and I'm like, that is too much. Gotta wait, wait. I, I, I prefer until after Literally, Thanksgiving, but at least wait till freaking tomorrow. I'll roll my eyes tomorrow, but I am, like, almost angry <laughs> that it's yeah. like, tr- we're, we're trick-or-treating. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Santa in your yard. Anyway, at Aaron Lingley on Twitter and uh, come on the Discord. Yeah. Come join the conversation. It is livelier now, not uh, just in general with the with the, being in the playoffs. Um, I've seen definitely seen an uptick in our in our in our listeners. Cool. In the past, in, with that last episode, just uh, people are getting excited. So come join the fun. Show a description. Yeah, and we didn't mention F one. Yeah, well. We'll Until now. right now go go uh look at your twitter mentions aaron because i've shared a bunch of 
uh, at under F1 stuff for you to read. Oh, okay. I will do. And I'm getting a text that I need to uh, give a hug and kiss to my daughter. Aww. Aww, look at this timing. Aww. Rainbow unicorn. And she's still up. It's 10.30. Jesus. Oh, like right. Andy she ate. She's wired. I guess. It's that Halloween candy. But she's normally up to sleep. Put her to bed at 7. She's up till 11. Doesn't matter. But at least she's pretends to read. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of reading, James, read that copy. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.